You're listening to the Huck and Ride Podcast, the show that celebrates the two-wheel lifestyle from pros to beginners and everything in between. Proudly brought to you by Kenda, the tire that's designed for your journey, the Huck and Ride Podcast is homegrown on two wheels. And now, here's your hosts, Jason Simpson and Lala Naharis. So I made a trek out here. I am in Swap Moto Live's studio, but I was really excited because someone I've been trying to nail down for so long, <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Rachel Strait is in the house. Hello. <laughs> I know. <laughs> His mom life has like really taken hold of me and it's been hard to find time. So I'm really happy that you know, Don was able to bring us together today. I know. I got the text. He's like, hey. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Let me see. And then when I was texting you, yeah. I was like, yes. And then yeah. Jay's. Um, so my co-host is not here. Um, hey, where is he? Uh, his dad passed away. And so a lot of families coming Rest in, in today from out of town. So they're doing that. And then tomorrow's the funeral. So it, it is what it is. And yeah. I told him, I'm like, oh, I get sit with Rachel. He's like, go do it. I'm like, sweet. Girl on girl. We get to talk about the dudes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we don't have Kyle and we don't have Jay. We're good. <laughs> Sweet. But no, seriously, thanks for, I know mom life is, and your child is so flipping <laughs> cute anyways. But She's so crazy. No, it's been really fun um, being a mom. It's definitely changed a lot in the since she's a toddler now. Ooh, you know? getting into everything? Getting into everything. And I, I talk to my sister almost every day. She's my best friend. She has two kids. And I... I told her yesterday, I said, you know what, sis, the hardest freaking part is just getting out of the house. Like once you're out and you're gone and you're doing your thing, it's not that bad, but it's like getting, just getting to that point. And so me and Kyle are, we're really learning the navigation of, you know, when does one train, you know, the other one wants to dig all day. I want to ride all day, you know, so we're really, we're figuring it out and, and it's been fun. It's been, it has, it has its challenges, but I wouldn't you know, trade it for anything. Well, and you have active grandparents in your life too, which thanks grandma and grandpa's out there in the world because I know you guys help tremendously. Yes, we're so lucky. I mean, that's where she's at right now. She's at my mom's hanging out with grandma, getting spoiled. (laughs) But you guys, for those of you guys who don't know Rachel, how many years you've been mountain biking? Gosh, I was thinking about it the other day. I started um, in 1999. Yeah, 90s. So, Not bad because she's only 21, so yeah, we're good. Look, look good. <laughs> no, I'll be 35 this year. Um, so I've been doing it for since I was 10, so 14 years. Yeah, and, you've been, a, and you're on GT, and how long you been with GT? This is my eighth year on GT, um, and I've been, I've been primarily enduro, you know, the entire time. I came from cross country, so I have a history in, in cross country, switched over to enduro when I was working at Crank Brothers, living in Laguna Beach. Um, really, I forgot that you worked at Crank Brothers. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, so I was there for two years, but I I just got so lucky to find um, a home with GT because the industry is tough. You know, you really have to. I've always been the person that stays loyal to my sponsors, and like, if you're loyal to me, I'll stay loyal to you. I'll stay on you know my whole career, and that's how it's been with GT. It really feels like a family. And I don't know if everybody saw the news, but they're back in Southern California. Yes. They're back. Um, they're in Aliso Viejo for the time being. So just to know that they're close and I could 
I could go drive up and hang out, you know, with the marketing team. And it's, it's oh, exciting. It, it, that, that's the whole part too. Like you talk about loyalty. I mean, running the T3 program, Yeah. you know, we've been, and, um, we've been on sponsors, some of them long time. And like, we just did a, a thank you parting mm-hmm. ways post with Smith and oh, okay. 17 years we were on mm-hmm. Smith. And that's the thing you, it, until until you can no longer support us, you know, you know that, yeah. but that part of it and with the industry changing in the past, well, since COVID, the whole yes. three years has been it's amazingly fun. Yeah. I mean, I work in the industry, so that's even harder, right? Like yeah. having yeah. a job yeah. and making sure, you know, Yes. but the thing is, is you've always like, it's, I, I can't think of GT, even when we're on GT, I can't think of GT without thinking of you because you are it's exactly that the, your family and you're a great advocate you're yeah. you're out there I mean I remember when you just had the baby and you're like okay six weeks is up and then you know ran into you and yeah. it's like oh my god grandma and grandpa have the baby over there and you're yeah, I think that was at the at Vail or something <laughs> yeah and you're like oh she's over there I'm yeah. like really you're like yeah I gotta I know and I think for me like they never pressured me none of my sponsors were like hey you need to race by this time because I think I just put so much on myself to go do it. Like, I have my own expectations right. of what, what, the, what I want to re- reach. And at the end of the day, I freaking love riding. Like, I couldn't, I wouldn't be happy if I didn't ride. And regardless of where, when I end my career or when I quit racing, I'm going to ride until I die. Like, I, it's, exactly. it's one of the things that gives me, like, the most pleasure in my life. Therapeutic. Yes. And, and until you do that, I like I think so many people that probably watch this sh- podcast or that are mountain bikers, that's why they do it. They like love it. They need that. You know, I tried running. Just not for me. My sister's an ultra marathoner. My oh, sister I does that. like okay. the 100Ks and the 50Ks. That lady, that chick, she freaking loves to run. Like she will run literally for miles. Me, I love to ride. So, you know, for miles. All, <laughs> for miles. So you find your thing. And, and I just got lucky that... Um, I got to turn my passion into my career, you know, and not a lot of, pe- not a lot of people get to do that. But when you are one of those people that get to do it, it's, it's, um, it's something that you just remind yourself all the time. Like sometimes I go, Oh, I have to ride today. And I'm like, Whoa, you get to ride today. <laughs> like this is awesome. Right. Looking at, you know, I try, I talk about this quite often and just in my life, it's, it's the small wins every day Yeah. and it's the small, like something that we take for granted. One, we're in sunny California. Not today, but sunny California. <laughs> <It's been so> <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> but we get a ride year round. And, you know, yeah. you know yeah. Jay and Joe, and I always tease, like, I don't like being around them when they haven't been on their bike in a while. Cause I'm the same. <laughs> I'm the same. You're like, is that when you don't answer your text? And you're like, Lala, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I'm actually, I will go on record. I'm probably one of the worst people at answering text messages, and I'm working on it. But what I'll do is I'll read it, and then I like something else comes along, and oh, then yeah. I forget. And then I'll be in bed sometimes at like 1 a.m. I'll be like, shoot. <laughs> you know, and so <laughs> it's like, so and so bad. I realize that I just have to, like, even if it's a short response, I just have to say something, you know? That's that's what I do. It, it's yeah. hard because you just get so, yeah. one, mom, but then overwhelmed with yeah. everything else going on in the day. And, I know. you know, I know I'll get one about the team and then the next thing's work. And then the next, it's like, oh my gosh, okay, hold on. Take, and then same thing. I lay, you're not the only one. I lay it's, in bed. I'm like, is it two? It's 2 a.m. Should I text them now? No, it's so bad. <laughs> but but it, it, it is what it is. It's life, but. I've learned a lot in the past couple of years. Slow down, enjoy the moments. And I know, I'm working on that. Well, and it's hard because, like, you have Kyle who's like, let's go do this full bore. And he, yeah. you know, and he puts the 
metal yeah. to the what is it? Pedal, pedal to, to the, the metal. metal. Yeah, like. Well, I will actually say Kyle is more of a homebody than I am. Oh yeah. Yeah, he that guy. He, for one, never wants to leave our, our ranch or house, like straight acres. He, he told me the other day he'd be happy if he just dies there, like that he can live his whole life out there, you know? And I'm like, I want a new house. I want to redo this. I want to redo the bathroom. I want to redo. He's like, whoa, lady. Okay. So he is, he really, in a lot of ways, grounds me as a person and, and we couldn't be more opposite in so many ways, but I'm so lucky that I found a guy like him because he he's he's my grounder like he He completes what what you need yeah Yeah. and and he's not afraid to to you know put me in my place when I need it and I'm not afraid to do the same for him and we've just been really lucky with our relationship I mean we started dating in 2012 December at we went to where where the trail ends premiere he was in the movie and I remember thinking like I've known about you and I've known who you are and I've seen you at the races since I was 16 years old, you know, and I always thought you were a cocky a-hole. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> and I never gave him a chance. Like I totally based my perception off of him, off of other people's opinions and just, you know, I saw him in a bar one time. I, I snuck into a bar when I was 17 in Vermont and I saw him in there like doing the dip you know and spit in a can and I was like that's gross I'm not into that anyway he ends up we end up hanging out and um we end up just hanging out a lot after that one premiere and I got to really know who Kyle was and he got to know who I am he thought I was like some rich chick that grew up super like he went, what did he say? Like I was fancy or something. And then he gets to know me and I'm like some country chick from Valley Center who, you know, didn't have a lot of money growing up and is just down for a good time and can hang with the boys. And so I think that like that relationship evolved and we really helped each other in our careers. You know, I look back at it. I got on GT in a lot of ways because of Kyle. Kyle was on GT at the time. Right. He was on it. And then he introduced me to Chris Hopwood, who was the marketing director at the time. I love Chris. Yeah, hey. I know. <laughs> Chris is awesome. I love him. So he hooks me up with a frame for Christmas in, uh, I think it was, yeah, th- 2013. And so, yeah, I got that frame. And then you know, I just never looked back. Wow, maybe it's almost been 10 years. And so it's probably been eight years since I've been on a signed contract with GT. Wow. But yeah, I mean, and then Kyle and I have been able to help each other. When when the GT thing came to an end, um, for Kyle, we, we like panicked, you know, because he didn't have a frame deal going into 2015. Yeah, he won Rampage 2013. They extended it to 14. Then he didn't have a deal. And I was like, what are you going to do? Like, I'm stressed, you know? And so I just started messaging everybody. And I finally reached out to Roger, who hooked me up from Kenda, who hooked me up with Max Commensal's email. I email Max, or Kyle emails Max. And then, boom, like, now he's on Commensal. So I think we've been really able to help each other succeed in our careers, which is pretty cool when you think about it. Well, and, and that goes back to one of two things. You... You aren't a holes, <laughs> as your word is. <laughs> Two, you, you know, you guys are real. I mean, I know, like, and you know, I've picked up the phone and called you, like, I know, Rachel, like, when somebody's trying yeah. to confront me or whatever yeah. or something. And yeah, the yeah. thing is, you guys are real people. You're not, you don't act bougie. You don't act the, the rich part. You don't, yeah. you, you've invited 
us down to yeah. straight acres any time. And yeah. it's like, okay, you know, and it, we haven't made it there. But the thing is, is <laughs> you guys are real and you're great advocates for sponsors. And, you know, uh, and Jay and I talk, to, talk about this quite often. Like, you know, for a while there was the sponsorship and then it went to advocate uh, the ambassadorships. Yeah. And it's like, okay, where... Where is it that the rider, the racer, you know what I mean? Where do they fit in? Yeah, because not everyone can race everywhere. You know, we run that because we run a team. You try to, you know, even during COVID, oh, we have a race team and there's no races, right? Yeah. Doesn't mean we want to give up on our sponsors. Yeah. But the thing is, is you still make yourself available and doing things and, and that. Yeah, valuable, right? Yes. You make yourself valuable so that way. They're like, well, she's done this, this, and this. And I think you've done a great, you and Kyle have done great jobs. Like, even like, you guys are bringing, who else is bringing uh, Dole Slalom back to somewhere? You know what I mean? Like, fun. And if you can't find a place to have it, it's like, oh, come to my backyard. Yeah. Come to the ranch, right? By the way, that's Evite only, or that invite. I better have mine. (laughs) (laughs) You have yours. (laughs) I'm going to come knock down the gate. You know, I mean, and and it's kind of a bummer because if we didn't live in, in a, state or country that was so like lawsuit happy we would have everybody i would have a like a free bike park at our house if we could but i'm so scared of that possibility because i know it's so real but there's definitely goals to somehow figure out how to buy land one day and maybe you know figure out loopholes so if you're listening and you know you happen to be like a lawyer or something and want to help me out (laughs) well you know you know my you know my dream is to always do honestly and i know they have a back east because of days like this like parents could drop off their kids like an indoor yes yes so i always told jay and joe because they do flooring right i'm like you guys can build all the ramps so you can they have the ability to do all that and it's like how cool would be like you can the it's tall enough that you can do the road rides around the top you yeah. can you know so people can still get their training in the, the mountain cool, biking the beginners actually. clinic and then have a little bike shop off to the side yeah rentals you yeah. know like, like the whole facility i mean i worked in a bike shop and parents dropped their kids off in the morning there and they hung out all day and then, <laughs> then they went home you know it's like we're babysat anyways why not make money you could yeah. sell memberships same thing yeah. like everything else yeah. like would you not take your child to go ride their bikes? Like for sure, I would do it right now. Right, Stevie can't even ride. I'd drop her off. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, Lala, you got her. I'll be back. <laughs> but See you later. same thing, Sue Happy California. You know, as soon as you put in something like that, it's like here you go. I you know. know, it's so hard. I love New Zealand's take on all that kind of stuff. You know, like they have such an awesome outlook on accidents, and their their country actually covers accidents 100. percent so if like something happens to you, they have oh, the funding wow. for it, which explains why New Zealanders, Kiwis are so wild because they're not like scared for their medical bills. They're yeah. like, woo, full send. You're baby. like, ooh, I don't, I don't have medical, so I can't go down that line. Yeah. I'll do the green, the green trail over here. I mean, and it's the same. I know in Europe, it's a lot harder. Like in the, in Sweden, I lived in Sweden um, for a year. I finished out my international marketing degree in Sweden, and I just loved that country. Um, high taxes, so I understand like it wouldn't work everywhere. But in their country, if you do a lawsuit and you lose, then you have to cover the other person's um, legal expenses. Okay. So it deters a lot of people from right. you know going through with a lawsuit because if you lose, it's gonna cost you a lot of money. So you better be like really sure about that, you know? No, definitely, it's yeah. But that- yeah, it is what it is. We that's we choose to live here. I love it. I love California. Like you know some complaints but i'm still choosing to live here because it's beautiful and this is where our family is and we're super lucky to have the spot that we have but yeah it just i wish i wish i can have everybody over all the time well and and to 
I mean, you guys do open your, it's not just opening your house and your, because we, we've had Heather on this and yeah. Heather loves you guys. Like you've oh, opened right. your house to yeah. her. Yeah, like, that was, that was awesome. I mean, we didn't really know Heather before she moved in. She explained that to me. Yeah. We thought you, so Jay no, and I were like, what? We like, just knew her cause of uh, Doyle cause of, yeah. you know, and yeah, he was like, my friend needs a place. And I'm like, well, we're doing it. And, and she ended up being. You know, besides my brother who lived with us. So I have to say, you know, Jay was, my brother was a great roommate, but Heather might have been <laughs> slightly better. <laughs> no. I mean, I lived with my brother my whole life, so I know my, I know how he is. But Heather was just incredible, like such a good person and still really good friends today. So and yeah, she's no, killing she, it with her YouTube stuff. Yeah, she totally talked highly yeah. of you guys. Like, like just... It was cool because we really got to, you know, same thing. We don't know her, but this video thing. Yeah. And then Jay met her out when he was in Sedona. Yeah. And then when she was coming through, she's like, oh my gosh, no, I love what you guys do. And yeah. we were stoked on her. Like, yeah. so it's weird to learn the roots of people, right? And it's, so It is. I know. It's so fun though. I think it's one of my favorite uh, things is learning people's stories. Well, and that's why we love doing this. It's yeah. like, you know, like you just told how many people know how you and Kai really met if they don't. <laughs> know you it's not out yeah. there plastered i met kyle you know yeah but you did bring up something rampage Ooh, i i watch these kids that i on our team come down these mountains and i hate knowing what they're going through i usually if i don't know the mountain i don't track walk ahead of time because then i know what they're doing and so it, so i'm not but once i did it in new jersey and i was like I was in nerve wreck the whole time because yeah, that was that's a gnarly one. Yeah, and I seen what they're Is writing. That Mountain what, Creek, or, yeah. yeah, that's pretty gnarly. So, how was it when you knew what your man was going to do at the top of the hill? <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say the the whole phrase ignorant ignorance is bliss. That is true. First year. <laughs> Little naive Rachel goes out to Rampage 2013. <laughs> wow, the mountains are huge. This is cool. Had a great time. Saw Kyle win. You know, the first time I ever went, I saw the guy I'm dating win Rampage. So it was like this surreal dream, you know. Next year, go back, I see like a couple of people really break themselves off, you know. And then I think it was a year following that, Paul... Paul Bass became, you know, mm -hmm. par partially paralyzed for a little. So the ign the ignorance flew out the window, and the reality set in. And I quickly realized that this this event is like no joke, you know. And <laughs> I say this every year. I go, like, I will support Kyle for as long as he wants to do it because I knew what I was going into. Like, I knew that's what you he signed did. up for. It. Yeah, I'm never gonna be. I'm never gonna tell him. Um, don't do it anymore because that's not my place, you know. And, and it, we have a child together now, and I could totally play that card, but um, I just have to truly trust that they know what they're doing. And I had this actually, I was with my grandma yesterday. She's 86 years old, and she wanted to take Stevie shopping at Target. So we go, you know, of course, I'm going to take her. So my grandma's asking me, Now is Kyle going to do it again? You know, I'm like, Grandma, I'm so sorry to tell you this, buddy. You know, he wants to do it again. Like, he does not want to go out that way. That's not yeah. how he wants to end his Rampage career for a guy that did every single one of them. And I just have to tell myself, when they go and film in the desert, there's no medical on staff. There's no helicopter waiting. You know, there's not, like, the most trained EMT and ER doctor on site. And it's just as gnarly what they're doing when they film. And then they go to Rampage, and all of that stuff is there. Everything that could potentially help make them better or, or survive a crash is there. So it's the safest that it can be at the level that it is, you know, if that makes sense. That, that's perfect way of putting it. Yeah. So I think we're, I mean, as of right now, it sounds like, you know, unless something changes, we're going back this year. 
And um, I really hope that Kyle does what he wants and he's happy with how how it goes. And, you know, maybe we won't have to go out there anymore. But, you know, who knows? Like, you know, it's it's kind of like you said, you signed up for, you know what you signed up for. Yeah. But spectating it and knowing that's the father of the baby and, you know, and the winds out there. Like, I remember the one year they were at the top and yeah. the winds and it came down to, it was, I think Kyle was the first, the last one to drop in. Yeah. And it was someone else. I don't remember the name. Sorry. And and it might have been right when you were pregnant that the winds were so bad. And they both were like this. You know, yeah, he they, knows he has yeah. a baby on the way. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, he's definitely chosen not to do second runs before. Um, Rampage is hard because the form, the format is very catered towards the show, you know, because they want to make a great show. Right. But at the same time, sometimes I feel that the athletes, they suffer because of that. They get like the shorter end of the stick. It's hard to make everybody happy. That event costs a lot of money to put on, you know, and there's a lot of working parts. So there was some frustrations after last year. And I mean, I hope they figure it out going into this year. I hear like all the the sides on the other, like the athlete sides, you know what I mean? The the behind the scenes stuff. Well, because we're in it. Yeah. And so sometimes I'm like, like, I literally hate this event right now, you know, but I try to remind myself, like, it is what it is. And how's his mental game right now? I mean, you talk to him all the time. How's he? He's a freak of nature. I would be a wreck. I would be like, I'm never riding again. Like, I would just be, you know, a wreck. Like, what I what he went through post-surgery it was, like, such a gnarly recovery for the first two weeks. But that guy is, is so funny. He never was unconscious. Uh-huh. So he remembers the entire accident. So, like, the first thing he says to me, he goes... Oh, yeah. Like, I know exactly what I did wrong. I'm like, you do? He goes, yeah, like, I could go back and do it. You know, I'll fix it. I'm like, you want to go back and hit that drop again? Like, you're so crazy to me. So, Where me and you're like, hold on, let me let me just. <laughs> so mentally, he's doing really, really awesome. Um, the thing that's holding him back right now is, like, I didn't even think about it. I thought it would all be, like, more bone related. But when they do surgery, especially on your spine, like, they have to cut there's so much muscle to get to the spine. So they cut the muscle and then they do the surgery, put the cage in or whatever, and then they slowly sew every muscle back together, okay? So the part that he's having difficulties with, and it's not bad, but it's just the muscle's still healing. It's like still growing back. So he's he's finding it hard to like put the power down when he pedals because it's like still healing or mentally he's ready but body he still needs to let that heal that guy eight week checkup we go up to sten kramer who's in orange county he's amazing with backs um and sten goes you're looking good kyle like you're at eight weeks you know mind you eight weeks okay the first surgeon told him six months to a year okay (laughs) this is the guy that did his surgery eight weeks oh my goodness he's like you can start easy pedaling um, just don't leave the ground. Like you could do a pump track, but don't leave the ground. Okay. We get you it. can do, hold on, read yeah. those words. You could do the pump yeah. track. Don't leave the ground. Yeah. Okay. So we get in the car and I'm like, so you excited about your checkup? Like your bones are healed. This is really good news. He goes, I'm, I'm so bummed right now. And I'm like, hold up, bro. Like, hold up time. Why are you bummed, dude? Like you eight weeks, like eight weeks, mother, you know, like <laughs> let's re- recheck this. He goes, well, I was just really thinking I'd be ready to go at this point. And I'm like, ready to go where? Like, jump off a cliff? Like, what's going on here? And he goes, no, I just, um, 
I'm just bummed. Like, I thought I'd be ahead of the curve. <laughs> and I'm like, you are ahead of the curve. You're way ahead of the curve. I'm like, you can ride your bike on a pump track. Like, you can go ride your bike. Like, the fact that I had a baby. I couldn't ride my bike for six weeks, you know? Like, that's just how it is. You have to follow the rules. So we go to Menifee. Oh, God. And he hits the middle line the first thing. He hits all the jumps on the middle line. Does the whale tail and everything. Don't, don't. Hey, sorry, Doc. I didn't leave the ground, though. In my head, I was on the ground. <laughs> and I go, Kyle what's up like you were off the ground he goes it just feels better in the air he's like it feels better on my body i'm like oh my gosh i can't even deal with you you're right like now. oh but he's doing great so he's he's just we, we actually we were talking about maybe um getting some peptides and stuff for him to help maybe speed the process up with the muscle because he really wants to do sea otter Ooh. he's building the track again so we'll oh be out there. yeah yeah so, wow, that's a that's a that's a it's a big one. Yeah, but we hired um, we. I mean, we we're straight acres, right? Like, right. Like Kyle is definitely the face and the name, and uh, but mom over here is all the behind the scenes. Oh, I know stuff. I've used some of your connections. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so he's gonna be out there doing it again, and then he has a great team that he hired to help this year, again. So, but he added one more guy just because he's a little worried about how his body's going to hold up with a two two week dig, and you know the Seattle track is hard. It's well, and nothing. Let, let's face it, nothing's worth being setting you back twenty steps to yeah. you know where. Then he goes back to the doctor. He's like, okay, we're back at eight weeks. You know, know. yeah. So I know he's, but he's really doing good. Like I, he, I'm glad the mental because Jay and I had talked about it. Yeah. Like because that's scary. Like I was, I was really afraid of that too. You know, like um. I've seen other athletes really struggle with it, you know, but he's, he's very mentally strong. Like he's a super confident person. Um, I would say he's probably one of the most confident people I've ever met, which is That's... why like, I think our relationship is so good, you know, cause he is, he's confident. He lets me be me and I let him be him and, you know, you meet in the middle. Yeah. And it's, well, we just talked to, um, we did a podcast with Derek Drake who's really good friends with Brandon. Yeah, like we, yeah. We've had Brandon on the show and stuff. And, you know, like we asked him, we're like, you know, because, I mean, he's, and he's doing great. Road to recovery has been amazing for yeah. Brandon. But, like, what's your next step? What's your, you know, and, and, and in his head, I'm sure he's like, you know, that's his life. That's, yeah. and that's, this is what Kyle's, that's his life. And yeah. your guys' lives were the same and just blended, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know, I mean, and like I said, how scary like for us watching like you yeah. know and i don't like was, watching i'm like you know <laughs> it was very scary oh yeah and everyone's like did you hear about kyle i'm like okay and that's when i had texted yeah. you back then like okay just yeah. i know you're overwhelmed i'm just sending oh. my love like i wasn't expecting a return yeah. text just letting you know because yeah. i mean that's huge but hold on back up you have a huge support system for you too because dad oh my gosh i'm so lucky. that boy goes and crashes and i say boy it's dad he her dad rides too dad goes and rides shows up at the first big bear race at the end of the year last year when it was at break and then yeah and he, he broke his collarbone i know he like literally I, he, i'm like dad can you stop freaking me out like, <laughs> i love you but <laughs> how funny how you want to tell dad to stop but kyle go go on well, I guess a fighter. My oh my god! I've actually never met somebody as strong as my dad, you know. Which is hard on Kyle because I have a lot of very awesome men in my life, you know. So 
I'm hard on Kyle because I expect that <laughs> out of him. You know, my grandpa is a is a badass. And my dad is a badass. My brother is a badass. So I, when he can't fix the dryer or something, I'm like, what the hell? I'm gonna call my grandpa right now. Yeah, like, my my my. How old is it? how old's grandpa? Eighty seven. Eighty seven. Grandpa, year old grandpa, get over here and fix this. Eighty eight. He's so cool. <laughs> but yeah, so when you know my dad, he his crash in nineteen was really bad. That's him and Kyle were riding dirt bikes together. Um, they were almost back to the truck. He hit a rock weird and just high-sided swapped and went straight into a big yucca tree or Joshua tree. And those right. are very hard. So he ended up, we were, you know, we were in the ICU with him for six weeks. Like they, they gave us the worst news you can ever expect as a child to hear about your parent. And then somehow <laughs> that man was like, I'm not going to let sepsis beat me. I'm, I'm going to pull through. Um, I'm going to defy all the odds. They basically gave him a 10% chance of making it. And I realized during that time, the the support system, you know, the support system that is out there through the mountain bike community is absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. Like we're so lucky to have everybody supporting us. And the same showed with Kyle, with Kyle's injury, you know, the support system. And without your support, I, I don't feel like you're much you know you got to have people in your corner oh big time I mean that's that's the everyday but that's because you're good people like that's because <laughs> I you know I always I always kind of like I know this is a weird way to think but you think about if I died tomorrow who would be at my funeral yeah. I'd rather have real people yeah and and because I was a good person and yeah. I and I know I have a big heart it's my strength at my weakness but the thing is I want to have people at my funeral that were there because they they loved me and the person I was yeah. and accepted me for me right yeah. and I'm real you're real like yeah. this is just how right yeah so that's that's what I think like like I said I can honestly say I've never heard anything bad about you or Kyle <laughs> you know and you know I've been doing this for 28 years yeah. so it's like come on you know well, I think I pissed some people off the first time I did that my trans world pinup but other than that it's, it's about all I've heard that was bad. <laughs> and here we are four times now so obviously I didn't care what they said. But that's what makes you you. Yeah. And and I, if if I can only imagine to have your body, I'll be like, hey, so you're beautiful. So, you know, you know it's like, I mean, and you, you, can't you live, live life for you. And you can't let people define where you go because right. like you have to create, like people can put you in a box. They can assume whatever they want about you, you know, blonde hair, probably not that intelligent, blah, blah, blah. But in the end of the day, like you make your own box. Mm -hmm. I make my own box and I'm going to put myself in there. You know, or maybe I'll make a circle that day. Who knows? You know, maybe I don't want a box. Like, you got to do you yep. at the end of the day. And I get this question a lot, actually, from the younger generation that are like, Rich, what do I do to get sponsors? You know, and I'm, my number one advice is be the most authentic you that you can be. Because when you're authentic to yourself and your own brand that shines through so much more than trying to like fit and be something else like nobody else is going to be Kyle Strait nobody else is going to be Cam Zink nobody else is going to be Remy Metaille you know you and nobody be, else is going to be Rachel Strait yeah, you so. got to be yourself yeah, exactly you know? and once you're yourself everything kind of else follows you know because you're real because you're real so be exactly. real you know be real be real on your social media, you know, if social media is not what you're about, and I have a lot of great friends that are absolutely like cringe at social media. Okay, well then go out there, focus 100% on your training and win those races and let that Live speak. out loud yeah. and let that. Yeah. On that note, let's take a quick commercial because oh. this is going to bring me back to your whole 
where you're at and like, you know, exactly that being yeah. you and being real and, and the women part of it and who you <laughs> inspire. So, and we'll be right back. The T3 mountain bike program is your place for SoCal gravity racing. T3 is sponsored by Shimano, ODI, Laser, Kenda, Kushcore, Fast House, Transition, Muckoff, Magic SC, GoPro, Museum, and Rhino Power. You can get all these products and more at Roy Cyclery, located in Upland, California. And we're back. <laughs> so I I always dig the, you know, we've had a few ladies on here and, you know, you you do represent, I mean, we're a small, you know, the bike industry with the men is like huge, right? The moto industry is huge. On. Then we have somebody who's, like you said, you made your career doing this, you yeah. know? And what, I mean, I see, I'm on the other spectrum because I get to do the team and yeah. I love seeing girls come on. Like we've had Emily. And, I love it too. It's, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. And, and when you have a full podium with ladies, you're like, yes! I know. <laughs> you know, it, it yeah. gets exciting. Yeah. Um, and I think we're harder on ourselves than most men when they don't make the podium and yeah. you know yeah I but your be. your ambassadorship your your thing with GT like I know when preg when you were pregnant they're like look you can be pregnant and still ride and yeah, still yeah, live yeah. your dream and how how is how does the the kids or the the girls or whatever because I mean believe me I've seen you at Sea Otter and little girl this big was just you walked by was like Daddy, that's Rachel, you know? And so that's cool because you don't know what she's going to be next year that she will in two years or five yeah. years and wants to ride like you. Yeah, and I was that little girl. Like, I was that little girl at Sea Otter that looked up to all my cross-country stars, you know? like Right. And to think that it's come full circle, sometimes it trips me out because I wanted to be a pro racer when I was 12 years old. Like, I was so in love with Allison Dunlap and Mercedes Gonzalez, Heather Erminger, Willow Cober. Like those were my idols, and to think that it that it actually happened, it kind of blows my mind. So real, yeah, it is. I mean, you, you're in you're in your life every day, so it doesn't really hit you all the time. But then sometimes it does. And when I was 16 years old, I was at Interbike, and I met Tom Ritchie, mm-hmm. and he told me some advice. And he said, he's like, you know, anybody can get results. You know, but what makes a true athlete and what makes a true pro is on the days that are your worst days. And so when you're having your worst day ever, make sure you always smile because that could be somebody's only impression of you. And I was like, wow, like 16-year-old Rachel was like, wow, that actually makes sense, you know, because you don't get to see these people all the time, you know. So I've tried to always take that with me throughout my career. Now, when I meet younger girls or I think about the younger generation and, and everything I think right now in mountain biking is a really awesome time for women because it's grown so much you know it's still like you can always say that there's more that can be done but there's been a really big push in the last oh, yeah. you know five to ten years big time and now which is even I think cooler in my opinion is when I was younger I would see my favorite pro athletes retire and then have children you know and that's what I thought I would always have to do I thought, okay, well, I'd wait until my career is over and then I'd have a, I'd have a baby, you know, but I didn't really, I, it, I didn't really want to wait that long. I wanted to do it now. And I was like, you know what, COVID's here. Like, let's, let's just see what happens. And we ended up getting pregnant and, you know, now we have Stevie. And I see that happening so much more within sports now of women going out there, you know, your body is 
not yours, essentially for 10 months. You know, it's, it's your child's, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. You grow your baby. And then you have the recovery process. And then you go back out there and kick butt, you know? And you see it in all sorts of sports. Surfing, tennis. Right. Even in mountain biking, it's starting to become more common. And I really, really, really hope that that becomes a trend. You know, that it's like women... As athletes, you guys don't have to stop doing what you love to have a family. You can still make it work. You know, um, one of my favorite track athletes is now offering a childcare program at the races. So if you want to go race and compete for Olympic track, you can come bring your child and they have a program so that you can go run and, you know, have daycare. That's awesome. It's awesome. I think it's so cool. <laughs> because not everybody, I mean, let's face it, not everyone has Rachel's mom and dad, right? No. It, like, and it's, grandparents aren't yeah. always there, and some people haven't had their grandparents. So, I, I mean, my mom and dad, very active in, in yeah. all my, the, the grandkids and the great-grandkids, yeah. right? So, I mean, but that's awesome because I hope, and, and I would think that you led the way for some of that in the bicycle thing because that was a big talk, like, oh my God, Rachel's pregnant. Oh my God, is she get you know, the first yeah, thing is, yeah, is she gonna... giving up bikes? Is, yeah. What's GT going to do? Yeah. What's Kyle going to do? Yeah. What's like, they're going to make it work. Yeah. It's, you know, and so I think paving the road or that trail yeah. for that, because you did, you, you, I remember the first time you got a pedal again, I'm like, oh my so goodness. Happy. And you you were wearing that smile right there yeah, because so you were like, I couldn't wait to do this. Yeah. Cause, and you rode, you rode until how many months? I was just trail riding. Yeah, you're still doing to be it. honest, I kind of rode to nine months, but I just quit posting because I was like afraid of backlash. You know, right? You know, people don't understand. Like, I probably ride better than I walk. You know, like that's just so second nature for me to get on my bike. Right. Um. But yeah, I rode all the way until my belly, like when my knees would literally hit my stomach. <laughs> I was almost forty-two weeks when I gave birth, so she was pretty late. Uh, I was doing everything too, like eating spicy foods, eating spaghetti, like she had a everything. More developing to do. God, I was like, just get out of me. <laughs> she needed the bike skills to kick in at that God. point. <laughs> I was so like, yeah. So I, I mean, I don't want to say I was over it, but I was kind of over the pregnancy. Well, yeah, because you already knew, like yeah. you're, you told four week, forty weeks, and then you're like yeah. thirty nine. Okay, yeah. forty. Yeah, you need like build it up in your head. Your first one is it's like super nerve wracking because you know you read all the books and you watch a video and it's like oh my gosh you know and then it happens and it's like oh my gosh <laughs> you're like it, it didn't lie <laughs> it was really bad but then you know you have your baby on your chest and everything goes away you don't remember any of the pain you know for that couple minutes and then it all sets in but uh i i just i hope you know i hope that my story or you know other inspiring women women's stories as athletes that are moms help kind of inspire other women because I've gotten a lot of messages since the video went out that Deity and me and Heather got mm-hmm. to do Don't Define Me. I've gotten a lot of messages of women just saying like, thank you for doing that. It makes me like less scared to have a child or I showed it to my significant other and now they're more on board with it, you know, because I think to be a parent, you can't be selfish anymore. You know, I don't want to be, I want Stevie's world to come before mine. You know, right. but there is a way to do both because when you lose yourself in motherhood, I don't think that's necessarily a great thing as a parent either. You know, you still got to keep who you are. Well, because what happens when, what happens when, you know, they're up in age and doing their own thing. Now you have nothing because yeah. you gave up everything. Yeah. So you can live for your kids, but you still got to live for yourself. Exactly. And that's, I, I see that a lot. I mean, yeah. being in the bike industry forever yeah. and, and, and mind you guys, like. 
it wasn't like she wasn't riding like a lot of and I, I talked to doctors that used to come in the bike shop all the time as long as you were doing it prior to being pregnant for at least six months yeah your body is accustomed to it but a lot of people don't realize that. that's exactly what my ob said mm-hmm. and she was like very traditional you know not like new age she was like super by the books and she goes nope as long as you were doing it before you got pregnant just keep doing what you're doing i used to work at holiday spa which was ballet oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so when i was like 16 17 till i was like 21 yeah i worked at holiday spa same thing they would come the you know those bodybuilders didn't stop bodybuilding when no. when they got pregnant mm-hmm. they, they didn't stop doing the gymnastics i was yeah I was they, teaching. they were so used to it. yeah because yeah. their body's accustomed yeah. it's worse to stop i think so and they're like no the saddle i had one lady like she got to like seven months and she changed out her saddle. Yeah. That was the sit bones yeah. did would feel a little bit yeah, different because you're spread. Yeah. Right. So she's like, I never thought I'd buy a wide seat. Yeah. You know? yeah, <laughs> but, but that was it. And she yeah. rode in the same thing, nine yeah. months. And oh man, there was, there was people in the town like, uh, I can't you know, believe she's doing this. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you're, you're hurting your child. No, we're not. You know? Yeah. And look, it's, and so Stevie riding a bike, is she pushing yeah, her balance she's, bike? She's pretty into the balance bike right now. Um, She's crazy. Like, I'm not going to lie. Other, she comes from two crazy parents. Like, we have in our living room a couch, like a love seat, and then a lazy boy chair. And she's, like, on the top of the couch, and she jumps and dive bombs into the lazy boy. Like, that's her new thing to have fun. I'm like, holy shit. Like, Stevie, like, there's a hardwood floor right there, you know? Oh, my but god! But she's so fun. She's really, really, really fun, and I love being a mom. I really do. Do you think your, you know, your heart... Like is gonna break when I mean, let's face it, she's gonna have a broken bone somewhere. Oh, I know. Stitches. It's I mean, gonna it, it's she's gonna. She already happen. had two black eyes. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, look what, you, what did you do to yourself? Yeah, and people are like, oh, does the parents do that? I, but know? I, I like notice as a parent, I'm like kind of, I don't really react. So when she like hurts herself, I'm kind of like really calm, which I didn't think I would be like that. But I even noticed in Kyle's like YouTube video when he crashed, I was the same. Like I was. At first, I was freaked out because I thought he wasn't breathing. But then when I realized he was breathing, I was very calm. So I think I'll be okay in a situation. I'm just going to have to, you know, remain calm. But I do want to take some, like, CPR or some type of training, you know, just so if... I think I should do that anyway. Like, I wanted to do that. My biggest fear is choking. I got to be real. Like, oh, yeah. choking. Like, that freaks mm-hmm. me out because that's like one as a kid they like yeah. shove everything no. and yeah so i um i get to watch my two nieces um here and there and they're three and one now yeah. or three one just turned three the other one's turning two but oh my gosh what they try to put in their mouth and what they're doing <laughs> you know a whole grape like no let's yeah. y'all even cut them in half they're, you yeah. know the, the one the almost two-year-old doesn't want it in half oh my gosh you know it's so stubborn right they're like no they but, really are independent. but i i get it yeah. um i was shuttling the guys the other day yeah and um, eight o'clock. Okay, well, two little ones. Yeah. By eight o'clock. Yeah. To shuttle, and I'm like, okay, what time do we get up? Five a.m. You know, and I got them the night before, so I'm like, all right, we're gonna shuttle tomorrow. You know, and they call them the shuttle puppies. You know, how shuttle biatch and their shuttle puppies. So they're in their car seats, and we're shuttling them. Yeah. But I made it there at eight o two. I was pretty impressed. That's yes. actually really hard with children. <laughs> like, let me tell you. And we bathe. We we had showers the night before. I had them, and we were in regular clothes. I didn't well, take them in their pajamas. Put, oh, okay. I okay. put clothes on them. Their hair was done. Leveling up. 
<laughs> Stevie was in her pajamas when I dropped her off at my mom's house. Good luck, mom. <laughs> well, Get out of the car. I tell them, girls, we can't go out looking like we just woke up. Let's put our hair up and, you know, of course with them, put me in my pajamas, a jacket, we're good to go, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And I even had them hot oatmeal and I was feeding them in between runs because I did the hot cup first with the water and added the oatmeal. That's smart. <laughs> hey, it worked, you right? Make, but that's what I'm saying. You, like, make it work. Like kids are it's pretty adaptable. It in, yeah, they they figure it out. Like they they don't know what's wrong. They don't know it's any different. And they just want to be with you. Yeah, like you know, if they're with their people, you know, if Stevie's with us. Like she's so happy. Like we could probably just live in a van if we had to and move around. Like they just want to be with you. You know. Oh yeah, you you guys are her world, and that's yeah, that's that's awesome. But what what I mean, I know you're gonna see Stevie growing up in all this, and I mean, she's bound to get on a bike and. <laughs> I think so. I mean, you're still I, a GT. I, She's going to be the mini GT family. We're good. I hope Our she Yeah. She got a little GT. They have the little striders now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How fun. Mm-hmm. What, what, we talked about social media. Oh, I'm one of those ones. I don't do a whole lot of it, but on the kids on the team, I always teach them, hey, don't post stupid stuff because if you don't think now and you want to get picked up in three years, they see how dumb you were and what you did, what yeah. you, you know, and, and it's funny because. The 16-year-old doesn't think I know what I'm talking about, like, because I'm not on media. I'm like, no, because it's what I look at. Yeah, it was just basic PR, Yeah, if you think about it. like well, Exactly. So what what is your advice of... For social? Yeah. Gosh, you know, it's so hard because I think it varies at, at a lot of ages. Recently, um, I heard about this girl that I ride with, like, getting passed up for a sponsorship deal because she didn't have enough followers, and she's 13. And it kind of really broke my heart, to be honest, because now she's 13 years old and she's like obsessed with followers and likes. And that's the sponsor actually said that. Oh, see, that's yeah. not. And it makes me. Sucks. It just makes me kind of. It makes me sad to like it actually made me really sad. And then I got mad about it. But I, I think it just really depends on the age in my, I guess, spot where I am now with social media. Like, I know I have to do it. I'm lucky because. Like, I got my degree in marketing, so I, I, I do enjoy it. I see it as a tool, though. I right. see it, one, I realize social media is not real. That, that is not real. Like, a lot of stuff oh, is edited. Oh, come on, all those filters and the way you look. Not right. you in particular. No, but I, I've even, like, you know, I even do a filter, and I'm like, why do I do this, you know? It's because you you get so used to seeing a way some somebody looks, like, Here's an example, which I find really funny. When I was 18 years old, I watched this show called The Girls Next Door. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, about playmates and Hugh Hefner. Yep. When I was 18, I thought those girls were the hottest chicks I've ever seen in my life, right? Kendra and all yes. them. Yes. I oh, yeah, awesome. I watched all that. I go back and I look at it now and I'm like judgmental of them. And I think it's because Instagram has made this false reality of what women are supposed to look like. And... I worry about the future but because of that kind of stuff. But, you know, we can't stop it. It is what it is. We just have mm-hmm. to educate ourselves on it. So social media, as long as you understand it's a tool, it's a tool to promote your sponsors. It's a tool to um, propel your career. It's a tool to prolong your career, you know. As long as you look at it like that mm-hmm. and not make it like your reality, I think that it's it's really awesome. But it can it can be like... It's a make or break you on a lot of situations, yeah. unfortunately. Like, I mean, I see that. That sucks for a 13-year-old because 
if I was that kid's mom, I wouldn't want her to have a million followers. No, that'd be uncomfortable for my. She's not child. living life now. No. Now she's just living on her phone. And you see that with a lot of kids. And you're not in the moment. Yeah. I'm very about in the moment. Like on the team, I'll be like, put your phone away. You got. Yeah. We're surrounded here by people. Like and live in the moment, yeah. because when you lose your, in your moment. Yeah. What happens to your circle? What happens to your realness, right? That, what what yeah. we started off the conversation about. Yeah. I mean, there's ways that you can, like, I'll have to plan stuff out. So, uh, like, with Ford and things like that, I have to plan out my month. And that's been really helpful because then you kind of, like, create content. You store your content, let's say. Imagine and, that. <laughs> and then, like, trickle it in so that you're not, like, every day I have to post something, you know? So that's one thing that can be a really great tool, creating content, like planning it out, have treating it like an actual job and making it look really professional and stuff like that. That's a great tool. Um, I think consistency too, as long as you're kind of doing something like at least twice or three times a week, you know, just putting something out there and making sure like what you're posting has a purpose. I think that's also really important, you know, but you don't live your life on media, which is different. A lot of people put their whole lives out there. Yeah. You know, what you're eating for dinner, what you're doing, like every moment of the day. And it's like, yeah. you know, you, you still have to live your life. Yeah. And exactly. That's a good way because now I can see, I see your post and it does. You you make it as your as a tool. Yeah. And not many people do that. I mean, there's, I mean, a lot of them just like, oh, that's cool. Let's put that up. And then they don't think it through where you're, yeah. you know. Well, I think for your professional page, it's it's a little bit, you know, have your stories be super fun. You know, that's like your creative mm -hmm. side. But then I know if, like if you want it to be more towards geared for business, you know, if you don't care and you're just, you know, writing and having fun, then do that. That's awesome. But it just goes along that line of authenticity, you know, like how does it fit with your image and what you're trying to show, you know, to the world. But I don't know. I even struggle with things. I don't things. know. It goes back to the trans. trans. <laughs> what are you trying to show the world? <laughs> I know. To be honest, like I even struggle with it too. Sometimes like I'll be like, I'll be thinking about, okay, well, did I, did I mention ODI? Have I mentioned Kendall? Lately? Right. Have I done the shout out to deity? You know, how's Darko looking, you know, and I'll like scroll through and see like, did I do it enough? But you look at it as a job and you look at it like that's, that's what you're doing. So there's a reason for that, right? Yeah. And that's and and that goes without saying. I mean, you know, and like I said, I try to teach the kids this because, you know, putting stupid stuff on there will bite you in the butt later. Yeah. Whether you because and I mean, I, you could make a, a private one and just have it with like ten friends. I know a lot of people that do that. Yeah, then block if, everyone yeah. else. So there's no yeah. If you want, if right. you, that's what you're about. But it seems like I, I'm not really into Snapchat, but it seems like that's what Snapchat is more for. So kind of like treat each forum, how they, like who they're geared for. So if Instagram is more geared for your sponsors and writing content, we'll keep it like that. If Snapchat's for your buddies and you want to send funny pictures of a car doing a burnout or something, then maybe keep it on Snapchat, you know? Right. But it's hard as a 16-year-old kid to like explain that. Oh, let me tell you. Right <laughs> I <now>. can't. <laughs> I don't even know what 16 on Rachel will be posting. It'd be probably real embarrassing. I'll tell you that much. Thank God. It, I mean, it was there, but it wasn't like as, as a needed now. In no, the I'm so happy I grew up in a time where there wasn't social media when I was in mm -hmm. high school. Like I did some dumb things. And if that was documented, I would have been mortified. <laughs> Your dad would still be like, oh, I found out about yeah, this. He would. He would. Of, he for sure would. I'd be I like, mean, it's still with us. Me and my sisters will we'll say something. And my dad's like, that's how, my mom will be like, that's how it got broke? Yeah. Like, because nobody was there documenting. <laughs> my, my sister and I do the same, and my brother and my dad's like, really? And I'm like, 
dude, yeah. doesn't know, doesn't know. Well, my dad had a record. You yeah. know, everyone had the big albums, right? Yeah. We used to go surfing across the kitchen. Yeah. We put water down. Yeah. Because they went bowling on Friday nights. We went surfing across our huge. We moved the table out. We do. We made it a roller rink. And <laughs> my mom's like. Is that how the, like, because one of her tiles actually cracked from the roller skating. No. But none of us was going to cop. And then we all get punished because if you tell on one. Yeah. They, yeah. There's always a Friday again. Yeah. And Friday's when they left to go bowling and that's who babysat you. <laughs> so Friday, you always got in trouble with your sisters or brothers, whoever snitched. Uh, oh yeah. I've been rolled up in a braided rug. That's I've why been... it's good to have siblings though. <laughs> they keep it real. Well, my dad said it was the not me ghost. Uh, not, me, not me. Not me. Not me. So then. You know, we all got in trouble. Well, if yeah. it's none of you guys, yeah, go to your rooms. You I know? mean, I had some moments like that. Like I, I had an old F one fifty when I was in high school, oh, and gosh. I got my I got my license like sixteenth birthday. My dad takes me down, does a driving test because he had he was a single dad, you know, and I had two younger siblings. Well, my dad is like, I do not want to drive you guys to school anymore. Like it's this is you know he's. You He's drive, going to you're going to drive them. Yeah, so I get my license. Immediately, I am the freaking DD. Like, I'm driving everywhere. Like, I am the chauffeur. I got to pick my brother up from soccer, drop my sister off at track. I got to go here, go here. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I regret getting my <laughs> license. Well, anyway, one morning, little Rach wants to have some joyride in the mud because it rained in Valley Center, and I got this F-150. Well, me and my sister what go, it's made for, right? We go out <laughs> in this field, and we're, like, doing donuts and stuff, and I go through this huge puddle, and it, like, takes over the whole truck. Well, it cuts the engine out because there's too much water, so I'm like, shit. <laughs> like, I'm going to be in so much trouble. This is the chauffeur vehicle. I'm not supposed to be joyriding it. <laughs> well, little did I know that once it dries out, like, the spark, like, yeah, it yeah. starts right back up. But we never told my dad about that. And then years later, my sister's like, oh, yeah, remember when the truck? And I was like, girl. <laughs> Snitches get stitches. Shut up. Even at this age. Yeah, but, man, I had so much fun growing up in Valley Center. Well, that's what I had gotten my own car because my, my brothers and sisters get their cars yeah. taken away when they got in trouble. Oh. And I'm like, oh, I'll buy my own car. So they couldn't take it away. Well, you still can get grounded, though. So you can't drive anyways, right? That's true. So I'm like, I should have had you guys buy my car then. like, <laughs> I'm like, my dad's like, should have thought that one through. You saved us money. Yeah. You know? You're like, and my dad had four girls. Like, come on, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah. So wow. what, what you learn from one, you know, same thing like yeah. you. You learn what, from your sisters. Yeah. Like, yeah. even being the older one, they, they learn yeah. from you. Like, Yeah, I'm, I was oldest, so I think I got it. I think I got the, um, you know, the rules the hardest, but I don't know. My dad, my sister, my brother is like, you know, you were dad's favorite. He got you this, you know? And I'm like, no, just because I... I rode bikes and I made it to world champs. That's why I got, you know. Yeah, what a supportive. You talk about a single dad and then you have this dream yeah. that, Dad, I am going to be yeah. a world champ on this thing. Yeah. Man, yeah. like looking back, life was, we got pretty lucky with our situation because my dad worked at the city of Escondido in the water department. His boss was an avid mountain biker too. His name was Richard. Oh. He was awesome. And he knew that my dad and mom like were going through this divorce and everything. So... He goes to my dad and he goes, you know, Jeff, there's this house on this property in Valley Center and it has like a water processing plant on it from Lake Wolford and we need somebody to live there for free just to make sure nothing goes bad at night. And my dad was like, are you serious? So we got to live there for free until he retired when my brother was 19. And so because we didn't have to pay like a mortgage and stuff, and it was 250 acres, this property was huge. But because that, he got to put that money towards us, his kids. Right. And that's the only reason I was able to really race and travel 
because of that. And so dad had a supportive boss and that trickled down to supportive dad to support his kids. And now look at where we are today. So it's kind of crazy like how things work out that way. But So you weren't the bougie spoon in, uh, silver spoon oh, no, in your no, mouth no, that you did? No, no. I lived in a 1942 farmhouse with two bedrooms. Okay. So rad though. But, <laughs> but would you change it for anything? No, it was, I mean, as a, when you're young, you think, you think about stuff like that. Like I would go to my rich friends' houses and be like, oh my God, this is so cool. But then you find out so much stuff when you get older about their family drama and so-and-so and this and that. And looking back, I loved the way I grew up. And if I could tell any 16 year old kid now, one, like high school does not matter. Like that world that is like your life for those four years that shit does not matter once you leave that place, you know? Well, it's funny that you say that because, like, how many kids do you know, like, <clears throat> and I know that don't care to go to prom. Like, we're women. I mean, oh, I, I, love, up, I was homecoming queen. Yeah, it's like <laughs> prom and homecoming. and I loved the, it. I loved and it. And so many of them, like, they're like, oh, I don't even. I'm like, don't you care? Like, homeschooled yeah. or they're graduating early. I'm like, don't you miss going? Yeah. They're like, no. I mean, I no. really, ent- I, I had a good. I loved I loved, I loved high it. school. I, like, was the captain of my cross country team and track team. Like I really enjoyed it and it never held me back. Like my socioeconomic position in, in the world, you know, you just be who you are, have fun. Yeah. You know? so Nobody cared that I lived in this like funny farmhouse from 1942. That's on this water processing plant. Like nobody cared, but you still were but, homecoming queen. Yeah. You still yeah, had yeah, fun yeah. and you're still yeah. popular. And yeah. that's, that's the thing because yeah. cause you, cause I was who I was like, I didn't let anything change. I guess, you know, I just was like, yeah, this is who I am. Like, sometimes I get embarrassed, but I'm not going to change it, you know? Like, Is there any... You guys have a mansion. That's cool. <laughs> I have, you know? You know what? I just picked up... I love porch pickups. Like, yeah. I'll go get stuff and yeah. from people's house. I love porch pickups, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. And um, the, <laughs> believe me, I've done it shuttling. I'll like, I'll be back. I have to go get something. Yeah. And then by the time they get back, I picked up what yeah, I... Or yeah. they waited for me a couple of times. But I love... And I went to this one up by Marshall. Yeah. Needed a code to get in the gate. And I got there and this, these houses are, you know, Huge. $2 million homes. Yeah. And I'm just like, and I'm like, oh, and I'm like, I, don't, I wouldn't want that right now in my life. Yeah. Or I, because it, one, you got to clean it. You have to afford to, you know, it's it's the yard work. It's the it's, cleaning. It's, it's the maid. Lot. It's, yeah. I'm okay being. I think if you can afford simple. it, that's amazing. You yeah. know, and it's good to reach for that kind of stuff. If that's, you know, but I'm, you I'm good being simple. Yeah. I, I don't, I truly like don't mind being, I would rather have a couple homes in different locations, you know, than just having one. But I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like I definitely want to give Stevie everything that I can right. give her. You know what I mean? But you keep her grounded. That's, yeah. that's the difference. Keeping her grounded like you and Kyle. Yeah. Ooh, that's going to be the yeah. biggest, that's the biggest gift you can give her. Yeah. You know, because I mean, she's already going to grow up with, I, I know I, I, you say the word famous, we think movie stars, all that. We, but if you're in the bicycle industry, you guys are famous. Yeah, and I, yeah, I definitely. Am, and I'm so she's going to be like, that. oh my God, you're, you're, you're Rachel's yeah. daughter. Or yeah. You're, you're yeah. Kyle's daughter. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so she already has that going. Yeah. What happened? You know what I mean? Like she already has to live up to that. Yeah, I got to keep her grounded. Yeah. She's got those pretty blue eyes. Oh. And that blonde hair. Well, you guys are both good looking. I'm so going to have to get a couple trouble. shotguns at the house, huh? <laughs> right? Right to bear arms if you look at my daughter. <laughs> and I don't think it's going to be Kyle. It's going to be you. Like, yeah, I'll be he like, said, what to what? you? I, I'll be like, I know who you are, little boy. I used to date you, little weirdos. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I know what you guys think. <laughs> right? Exactly. But what, what about bridges? Have you ever, I mean, one thing in the industry, and it's every industry, and you talk about family, like, family dramas and stuff 
It's company drama. Same thing. Did you ever burn? burn and I always teach the kids, don't burn bridges because you don't know who your next boss, sponsor, I'm who you're going to work for next. You know, is there a bridge out there you would like you had to repair? And you don't have to say with who, but like that you had to go back and repair because you knew it wasn't quite right. Or I'm trying to think if I actually have. I mean, I probably have. Um, not or, that, or well, is there a loyalty thing out there? That like you, if I think about all my sponsors that I currently have. You know, Darko I've been with for a long time. When I left, I left Sombrio to go to Darko, and I, I did it in a really good way. Uh, Troy Lee Helmets, I've always been on them. Oakley, have always been on them. GT, always been on GT. Uh, Ergon, I was on Ergon for a long time. See, and I didn't know you were on Ergon, and then until I seen something yeah. posted somewhere, and it was like, you had already been on with them for a couple of years. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that was awesome. I loved being with them. But, you know, they their team started going a different direction. And then I had this opportunity to sign with ODI. And I've always wanted to work with, with Justin and Colby. So that worked out. So that bridge was done in a really great way. Um, Deity, I've always been with Deity. So um, not really. I guess, I guess the only thing I could ever really work on is making sure like my opinion of something is my opinion and not getting influenced by say Kyle or somebody else, right. you know, because somebody could have a really bad experience with somebody mm -hmm. and that's on, that's theirs, you know? So if you're cool with them, just know that that's your experience, you know? And also here's something to think about. If another company offers you more money or whatever, make sure that it's really worth it because sometimes the money isn't worth it. It has to be a certain value to be worth it. Right. You know, if it's like an extra thousand dollars, but they're really hard to diff to deal with, or maybe you don't really like the product. There you go. I would say don't do it. Like we set, me and Kyle set like a benchmark as to what it would be to to like switch, and that's kind of what we set as our rule. But you also went with loyalty, and sometimes loyalty in a thousand dollars isn't. Yeah. If you know like, what I mean? if a company is offering me a thousand dollars more, but I really don't like the product, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Well, we we had we had somebody come to us a couple of years ago in um, Big Bear at one of the races, and he was like, he's like, can I talk to you and Jay? And like, literally, like somebody who looked up to us, and I was just like, okay, I didn't even know this, you know. And he's like, this is right, Matt. This is what I'm being offered, but I don't want to leave here. I said, well, yeah. then be honest with this person and let them know what you're being offered. Yeah. And see, I mean, even if they don't match it, but they come close, and then. There's other things they can, you can get another product, you know, an yeah. additional frame or yeah. an additional wheels, whatever, to make up that difference. Yeah. You know, and, and he came to us a month later after negotiations and he got to stay. They, they matched, they didn't want to yeah. let him go because yeah. his content is amazing. Yeah. And you got to keep it real sometimes. Like, yeah. I always say, just throw it out there. Like if you're on a, you know, let's say for example, you signed a frame deal and you're offered 30 grand or something, right? And this other company is wanting you for 45. Well, just be honest with your other company. Be like, hey, this is what I'm offered. This, you know. Right. And throw the number out there. I don't know why it is like so taboo to talk about numbers in our industry. I think we should talk about them more personally. I think that because it kind of helps like set a standard. Yeah, and there's no Sanders set. They no. want to they want to get you for as cheap as they can. Then And yeah. then someone else comes in, they're paying them more and they're doing less. Yeah. You're like, whoa, wait a minute. And it, it keeps yeah. it. I and mean, I didn't really think about this too, right? When I was younger, I would do things like for a free helmet or something. But I didn't realize that me doing that for a free helmet and not asking for a $500 day rate is actually making it worse for other athletes that aren't wanting that, that deserve that. So 
which is hard because when you're so new, you're just so excited and you don't really think about it. But now I try and always give advice like this is what you're worth and this is what you should ask for and this is why you should ask for that because this is the going rate, you know? Well, and that's a good way of looking at it too because people are just happy with free shit. I mean, you know, you look at that hashtag freeshit.com, right? Like they're happy they get free stuff and it's like, but they can get you for a helmet yeah. But then you're doing more content. You're worth more. Yeah. And oh, you're not worth the extra 500 bucks yeah. because look what I can get over here. Exactly. And, and that it, it shortens, it devalues what we do. Yeah. And it is, it's like awkward asking a company for money sometimes, but you just have to be like really confident in yourself that that's what you're worth, you know? And I always say that, you know, I have a lot of people that approach me and be like, oh, like friends, you know, and I love to help them. I'll be like, no, I, I don't think that's enough or you know, this is what you should say, or this is how your proposal should look. And, you know, so. Well, that's rad that you give back like that too, because I mean, I, I know on team side of it, you know, we always have to advocate for our writers, right? Because in ours change. So we don't get a Rachel yeah. talking about Rachel. We're talking about a team, yeah. and, you know, and some of the kids, I mean, we've had some fast kids come through our program. Yeah. And so you try to, and you, you try to navigate through that. It's even, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, and someone's yeah. ruined it. Or, nope, we can't do that anymore because Joe Blow just, you know, it, it frustrated me with some of the product. And then I see somebody just posting all this stuff. And I'm like, we only need three of those for our team. You know, know what I mean? It's I like, know. It is, that's so hard. And it's hard to know, like, what the company is looking for at the time or how to reach the marketing director to oh you mean they return calls come on it's so hard yeah (laughs) yeah exactly that's that's what we're just dealing with so i mean it's it gets where i don't know and and great on you guys for always you know and then turning straight acres into a business because now you know it's like doing this podcast like it's something jay and i during yeah during uh covid was like oh let's do this you know yeah it's like okay who's gonna want to talk to us and it's funny because Look at that. We're down-to-earth people, and, yeah. and we like talking to down-to-earth people. Of course, it's uh, Swap who gave me the list of stuff I had to get. And <laughs> But on that note, thank you. Is there any any advice you can give for any young writer, older writer, someone who wants to get sponsored, something that you want to share with somebody that isn't always out there? I don't I always just say, like, just be authentic, be who you are, and stay true to that, and everything else will come, you know? And, and do something because you love it. Like, don't go out there and ride your bike because you think you're going to, you know, make a bunch of money or get free things. Like, it doesn't always work out when that's your motive, you know. Like, do it because you really like it. Be inspired to have goals, you know, but keep keep it true to, like, who you are and then the rest will come. Awesome. Thanks for making the time for me here today. I know you were here already, oh, but thank say, you. Say yes to opportunities that scare you. That was something that I said yes to an opportunity with somebody right here. And it it really helped, you know, get me to other places in life that I never thought I would be. Um, And she's pointing at swap sign (laughs) for those of you guys on the podcast part, not on the YouTube. But the thing is, is Dawn. I met Dawn through Roy's and I think Jay and I have created a friendship that isn't going anywhere. And, you know, we, we tease now on the podcast now that, and that he's our, He's our um, director of this now because, <laughs> you know, it's like he, he shows us. We're just, he's quick at stuff. So, yeah, but thank is. you for him, like, even offering us this place. And, yeah. But he didn't say no to me. And I don't know that I've made it in the podcast part of it. Had he not, like, he's like, I already tried all this other bullshit stuff. This is what you need. Get yeah. this. We're going to meet. And our first podcast was with him. And then I think our 10th one in, yeah. we actually interviewed him. 
he was like, whoa, I can say what I want. I'm like, because now it's not his. Right? Yeah. So um, Don Maeda, those of you guys who don't know him, shout out to him. He's amazing. He is amazing. And uh, a really good person. And just like walking up to him at any motor track or out riding on, on uh, his favorite trails out here, Rachel and Kyle, same thing. Always say hi because I don't think we would ever talk if I didn't say hi. And of course, I'm outgoing and she had no choice, but we're good. <laughs> Well, I'm slightly outgoing too. Right? I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like, all right, we can hook up. We're good. <laughs> but super real people, thank you so much for tuning in. No matter where you're at in life, um, no matter what you're doing, keep the rubber side down. And my co-host was definitely missed today, but thank you so much for listening and watching. Have a good one. Thanks for watching the Hook and Ride podcast presented by Kenda. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe.